do you think that some like some of these things are are um, more maybe not pertinent but more essential for 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 them than others depending on what kind of work or position they find themselves in that's probably true yeah that's probably true like i guess i'm trying to imagine what would it look like for say my wife for example to try to go through all this when she's got four kids running around her like i'd be really curious to see what um even your wife would have to do with some of these things and how that would work. Yeah. Um, I haven't had my wife say, I don't like, we haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but yeah. I'd be really curious to hear what she has to say. Yeah. So, that's a note for you, honey. You can talk to me later. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> um, so I'm a, I'm a pretty firm believer that, that many different types of people doing many different types of work would really benefit from mm-hmm. this. Um, because like, so you think of a, of a, of a, a stay at home, a working at home, which is for, for phrase mm-hmm. that I prefer to use a working at home mom, especially mm-hmm. homeschool mom. She has a lot of things to, that she needs to do. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those things might be on autopilot and that there's a routine where it's like every night, every Tuesday night, this happens every Friday night, this happens. So some of that may be there, but, um, but still things need to come up, right? So homeschool progress reports need to be filled out. Well, how are you going to remember when to do that? And how are you going to decide on what day you're going to do that? Or this job needs to happen. And again, I think if you're using your brain to, 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 to remember those things. Um, so I think if, if I was at home with, with three or four children, I would need to be using these tools even more than I do now mm-hmm. because um, because my window of like an idea comes up, it's got to happen. It's not going to last long before I need to, you know, be doing the next thing. Mm-hmm. So the, the exact way that it gets used may be a, a, little, a little bit different, different but, yeah. um, yeah. One other question to follow up on that. Totally. Um, do you have ways that you sync your calendar with others so specifically your wife hey great great question that should actually be in there yeah so amy and i that's the great thing with you can do with apple or google calendars is is have certain calendars that you share with someone else so amy and i have two or three calendars that we sync with each other so if i put something on there she can see it that that has really helped cut down on the um oh i didn't realize we were you were doing that tonight kind of thing so um that we have a family calendar so that stuff goes in there and, and so generally else if, if, we, if we're using that well which we've really gotten into to using that well mm-hmm. um, i don't even have to say hey honey this is coming up on this day because she already sees it can you and, put a reminder in there for her to get that done or to let her know that this is coming up well absolutely yeah, yeah. it's it, it, it's there and actually the way we have it set up is anytime someone makes a change to the calendar uh, and it's on automatically, I think you get a, just a notification. So they added this to the calendar, and it's like, oh, okay. So it's we we have that. I can't say enough good about about that kind of system. Neat. Yeah. Okay. So shared calendars are fantastic, and um, and you can also do it with with to do lists. So you can have a shared to do list. Let's say things around the house or people to invite over. You know, so maybe you have like a hospitality hit list, for example. Um, and if you both have access to it, you can both add things to it and, 
you know, talk, then you maybe want to get together and talk about, you know, who goes first, second, and third. Notice I'm bringing up things like this because this productivity stuff is, is not just about getting stuff done at work. It's about, we have a biblical command to be hospitable. Who are the people we want to connect with? Hmm. Write them down. Hmm. Put them in an order that you want to go and then, and then, and then talk to each other uh, as if it's a husband and wife or if, if it's, if it's whatever the situation is and, and, and then make a plan and then, and then work through it and make a note. Like, so, you know, we're going to talk to this person, um, on this day and invite them over for this day. Mm. And we've even, you know, there's people we've wanted to invite over who, uh, they may not stick around a lot. This is before COVID, obviously. They might not stick around long after the service. So I'll set a reminder to go invite them over before before the service. So again, these these tools really apply to all these kind of things. Hmm. Okay, neat. Great. Should we talk about... Uh, so anyways, maybe recommended tools here for mm-hmm. the t- task list and projects. Mm-hmm. The built-in stuff is getting really good. So just the, the Reminders app on iOS, or like with your iPhone or iPad, it's just called Reminders. It's baked in. It's awesome. You know, just a couple of years ago, you'd have to pay five or ten bucks for an app that did that. It's fantastic. It does natural language input, you know. Uh, you can use it with Siri all the time. So you can say, you can just, you know, press the button and say, Remind me tomorrow at 10 a.m. to send so-and-so a text. Boom, it's done. Mm. Uh, with Siri's awesome. I'm not, I'm not pitching it to you here. I'm just, I know lots of people listening to this use iPhones. You can be, one of the things I get from people uh, or I'll hear from people is um, they'll get a text message and they'll read it, but they'll like then forget to respond. So with Siri, you could, if you're looking at a text message, you can press the button and say, remind me about this when I get home. You can say that and it will, if you put it in your home, it'll, then when you get home, ding, it'll remind you about that. So built-in reminders are very powerful. And I, I know Android has that kind of stuff yeah. as well. Google Assistance uh, has a, a reminders app as well. Um, I think it's also GPS uh, location-based as well if, you, if a person wants to go that route. Yeah. And you don't need to. You can say, remind me about this in an hour or, mm. or, or whatever. Mm. You can do it on, on, with Siri. You could do it with emails and all that kind of stuff. You can say, remind me about this. Or a web page, you can say, remind me about this. It'll save the reminder with that thing right there. So then you tap on it and it brings you right back to where you were. It's really slick. And uh, so built-in reminders is great. Um, I I use, for, for my tasks and projects, I use a tool called Trello. It's extremely powerful and extremely customizable. Hmm. And for most people who are just starting out with this, it's a little bit too much. Hmm. Um, So if what you're finding is that the built-in tools on your phone aren't quite giving you enough, the tool that I recommend the most and that many people I've talked to have had a fair bit of success with is called Todoist. So it's it's T-O-D-O-I-S-T, Todoist. You got to pay a couple bucks a month. I'm not sure what it is to get all the features, but it's really worth it. It's $4 a month for a Todoist. Okay. Haven't done that yet. Um, Does it cost for Trello as well? uh, Well, Trello is free for the the basic level. And then if you want to use more of the features, Trello is really, again, customizable. It takes a bit of work to really get it set up for the way you want it. Hmm. Um, But for me, that's what I need. But I've talked to people... When I, I taught all this in, in one evening with the young adults I used to lead in Regina, and 
Todoist was something guys are coming back to me months later and saying that changed my life. That changed my semester at school. Like just using Todoist was awesome. So Todoist is a, is a fantastic task mm. manager. It's not quite as customizable as I need for the complexity of what I do, but it's, it's, uh, for, for, for most people, it's, it's pretty good. How does Trello become more flexible and customizing? Well, I need to open up my computer screen and show you, but, but, but Trello, um, you know, in terms of setting up things like, um, for example, recurring tasks with Todoist, it's really simple with Trello. You can choose how you want to tasks to recur and how often. So if you're a bit, if you're able to kind of drill down to messing around with some of the stuff under the hood, it's mm -hmm. just, it's incredible. And, it, and on the surface, it's actually pretty user-friendly as well. Mm -hmm. Trello is great for just lists of things like movies to watch or books to read, or it's, it's, it's a really, it's, it's really nice, but you have to do a bit more work to make it really your own. Talking about that a little bit more, are there ways that you can, a person, if they're really getting into this, and everybody I'm sure is listening to this, um, and they really want to go that extra step and that extra mile, are there ways that a person can integrate the notes, the calendar, and the tasks list, the task lists, task list, so, so, so that it, it is smoother, um, um, less uh, awkward well there, there's some apps that that do that, that kind of have it all in one so there's a few and I've, I've worked with them a little bit in the past I, I forget now what some of the names are but where it's kind of you do your capture it goes with your notes it goes into there and from there you can really quickly make it a task or really quickly add it to your calendar so there's some tools you, you can google it but again it, it doesn't take too much to to just make that happen with um, with, with many of the tools that we already have. So I find often it's just as fast if I have a note there to just, and it goes supposed to go on my calendar to just open up the calendar and type it in. Right. Now here's something I want to mention about the task list here for to do's. And this, this is, this is really important. And I missed this for, for, for the first few years of, of trying to be productive, a good task list or a good to do list. When you put a due date on something, it needs to show up on your calendar. Now, before I said you shouldn't use your calendar for a to-do list, and I agree, um, like I'm still agreeing with myself, in case you're curious. Sometimes I do disagree with myself. <laughs> Interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, no, but what, what, I, um, what I mean here is that if you have a task that you're going to see on your calendar when you, so if you've given a due date to it, that it, boom, it's there on your calendar. So it's important for a few reasons. Um, it's one of the reasons I like Todoist because it has a Google Calendar in, in, integration. Um, Fantastical, that app, it puts your Apple reminders on your calendar. So that, that's there's some, some, some of the tools that do that. So, so here, here's what would happen to me when I was first getting into productivity is I would have a calendar and I would sort of go to... I'd look at my day, like, yeah, looks great. I'm having this conversation with this person. I'm going to do this from here to here. And if that, that's awesome. And then I go to my to-do list and I'd say, okay, here's what I want to do today. And I'd have, you know, eight or five or 10 or whatever items on my to-do list. And then I do my calendar stuff and then I'd realize, whoa, I actually didn't have time for all this stuff today. And I get to the end of the day and have all these to-dos that I hadn't actually done. 
So it becomes really important when you're planning that you're able to put a, 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 a due date and a due time on a to on a to do item, and then actually then you can see it on your calendar. So this was the game changer for me. Is that when so I I have now my appointments on my calendar. So I'm gonna you know have coffee with this person at this time, and then after that my to, my the thing I need to do shows up, which is stop by the mail to you know, send back that package or whatever. And then when your to-dos and your calendar appointments are all on your calendar, that's what then gives you a really powerful system for saying, for planning your time, for, for scheduling. It, it's, it's, it, it's, just, it's just fantastic. Otherwise, your to-do list is just a wish list. Hmm. Here's the things I'd like to do today, but I really have no idea because I have no idea how long they're going to take and whether I actually have time for them. But once you're able to, so, so a, a good system will do that. Again, Todoist, that's one of the reasons why it's great. If you have a Google Calendar, you put a due date on a task, it shows up on your calendar. So then you can see, oh, I have three appointments today and 10 things that I want to do. And they're all going to take 15 minutes or half an hour. That's not going to work at all. And, um, and it allows you to spot that and, and, and then, and then, uh, and then dial it in to make it work. So different tools are going to do that. I'm sure, you know, the Google stuff will do that. Um, it's a surprise to me that the Apple calendar built in doesn't show its reminders on your calendar, but a third party app like Fantastical does that well. Hmm. So again, your calendar then becomes your single source of truth, your single source of information. As you plan your days or as you look at what you're going to do, there it all is. And your tasks and your appointments are all represented on the calendar. So your task list then is not just a wish list. But I mean, some of the lists are like things I want to do with my kids on vacation. But when it comes to a list that's like due today or due this week, you're planning your week. You don't just want to say, I want to do that today. You want to be able to say, I'm going to do that today at 10 o'clock, or I'm going to do that today at 12 o'clock. And, and maybe you'll have a few extra where it's like, if I have time, I'll do them. That's the sand that's going to fit around the big rocks. Mm -hmm. But if your task is a big rock, you know, like for me, uh, that's writing my sermon every week. And, and I have other tasks that are big rocks. If your task is a big rock, it's got to be on your calendar. Mm -hmm. um, it's got to have a time attached to it. I'm going to do this task at 10:30. And maybe your calendar, maybe your schedule will get slightly out of sync and you'll have to move it down here. Another big benefit of a digital tool, a paper calendar, man, I'd be erasing and rewriting stuff constantly. Hmm. A digital calendar, you just boop boop and you're done. Hmm. So, nice. There's that. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing if I can tweak my Google Calendar and uh sync it with tasks at the same time. Yeah, I, I think I think Google Tasks, if you're using that, there's a way to make them show up on your calendar, I think. Yeah, it's it's more complicated than what a person might think. Um, we'll have to talk about it when we're yeah. done the session. So again, Todoist, is that, that's one of the reasons why it's really valuable. Yeah. Um, let's get into the fourth tool, distraction fighting tools. Yeah, so the first two are the, are the really important ones. I mentioned uh, the book I have on my... Um, shelf here um, by Tim Chalice called Do More Better. Mm -hmm. I mentioned as a really practical introduction to productivity. His book is basically use Evernote for notes, 
Google Calendar for your calendar and mm -hmm. Todoist for your tasks. Pretty sure you used recommends Todoist. And here's how to set them up and here's how to use them, right? So those three tools, they're your, like you, you start using notes, calendar and a, ta and a task list. Well, those are your power tools. The fourth one that, 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 that I, I've added in, in recent times that I've taught this, uh, or the recent time other than this is, is distraction fighting tools. Hmm. Because we have so much distraction, we very easily, this is a phrase from Neil Postman here, we very easily become a tool to our tools. Hmm. We actually are the tools. They're running us. That actually happens neurologically, right? So, so it's interesting. I mentioned that book, uh, Indistractable by Nir Eyal, which is all about how to really uh, protect ourselves from distraction. The previous book that he wrote was, I believe it was called Hooked. And it was how to create, like it was basically how to create apps and services that are habit forming. So it's sort of neat that how he pivoted and is like, I've created a monster, right? And sort of, mm -hmm. you know, but we very easily become a tool to our tools. And our tools can be anti-productive in the way that they distract us. Now, this is the big bane with our, with our smartphones. Our smartphones are at the one time, are at one time, one of the most powerful productivity tools any human has ever had access to. Like, come on, that I can just so remind, you know, to do this or to my phone, right? And, and it, and it, and it does that. And then half an hour, like, like this is, this is stuff from the Jetsons, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. But those same tools are at the same time also potentially powerfully distracting. So, um, so we can't help all distractions. We can choose which ones we bring on ourselves. Right. And so, I mean, when I first got an iPhone, it was at the one time. Yeah. Just, I, I've experienced all this stuff of how distracting it was, how much time I've wasted. So we need to, we need to use distraction fighting tools. Um, Here's where I'm a little less, well, no, that's, that's not true. I'll mention some of it. So, um, with iOS, which is iPhone, iPad, the latest versions have built in something called screen time and, and Mac OS now for, for Macintosh computers actually has that now. Um, they don't call them Macintosh anymore. It's just Mac, but, um, what, what screen time does is first of all, it just tracks how much you're like, how many times you've picked up your phone, how much you're using it but then you can set limits on things. Um, and you can set those limits for yourself or you can do what I've done where the passcode to lift those limits or to bypass them, you don't actually know. So for me, my wife knows my uh, screen time passcode. So there's certain apps I know are distracting. I give them a tight time limit and um, and by the way, I even do this for email on my phone because checking email, I don't, I don't need to check email on my phone as often as it became a habit to do so. Right. Mm. So email is a very important tool. Notice email is not mentioned in these tools just because everyone uses it. And in the habits, we're going to talk about how to use it well, but, um, uh, but just so I have a, a limit so that I just know I only have so much time on my phone to use email. So, so screen time is a fantastic tool for locking down stuff, you know, whether it's YouTube or, or whatever it is. Um, and then it becomes very powerful when you give the code to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
we can fight distraction that way um, with an, another service I used to use is this, is an app called Freedom, and that that's cross-platform, so that works well on 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 Android. It actually works a little bit better on Android because um, what what was that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> because Android allows apps to have deeper access yep. because it's less secure. They have deeper access to the file system. But um, Freedom is is great where you can do the same kind of thing. You can set up, I want to be able to use this app for this much time between this time and after that, lock me down. And it'll just, boom, you've used up your time, sorry. You can set it at a website basis. So like I want to use, I don't want to use this website more than five minutes today or not at all. You can lock it down entirely. Freedom is a very valuable tool. It also works on, on desktop. Hmm. So Freedom's Freedom's great for... Um, for that, uh, and you can schedule stuff ahead of time. You have to pay to, for that ability to 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 say, um, I'm gonna I want to block this in advance and to schedule it. Um, but again, what's it worth? How much does it cost? It's a good question because that way I can answer the question: Is it worth it or not? Forty dollars a year. Okay, something like that. Forty-two dollars a year. I don't I don't use it anymore. Hmm. Um, but there's other ones on Mac, the cold turkey, um, uh, what's the, the last word there, um, cold turkey blocker is the, the, the one that I use now, and uh, it's, it, it's quite effective, quite good. There, there's all kinds of tools like that that are out mm. there. One of the other um, really, really valuable uh, things to consider here is just whether some things need to cut out entirely. Mm-hmm. So in his book, uh, Deep Work, which is all about um, distraction fighting, learning how to concentrate and stuff like that, which, which is really aimed at people who it's people who use computers for their work, which is not ev- not everyone listening to this does. We all have a smartphone in our pocket, right? So we all kind of have this computer that can distract mm-hmm. us. But especially for people who use computers for their work, um, but, but in the chapter, he has a whole chapter in there called quit social media. And I think that applies to all of us, um, is just how potentially distracting for a great many of us social media is. So this applies to everyone, right? The, the stay at home moms, everyone, right? Where you, you get, you know, two minutes of a break and we, the, the habit forming thing of just what's on Instagram, right? Pulling out of our phone, what's on Facebook. It's just, and, and how much time can just get, with just just burned with with distraction so distraction fighting tools might just be your finger going delete right and just getting rid of some of those tools that don't really add value Mm. Uh, we got we got to think carefully about what's it cost like what what are the costs to me versus what are the what's the benefits it's bringing to me Mm -hmm. um i also have found it's really valuable to using a tool that helps keep your email inbox a little bit uncluttered from uh, just all the junk mail and stuff that comes in. So uh, I use a tool, again, it's not free. It was about $50 for the year. But again, to me, that's very worth it. It's called clean.email. And um, and one of the reasons I like it is because of their security. I used to use one um, called unroll.me, but they made their money by basically scanning your emails and again presenting you with targeted advertisements. So I don't I don't like that. And um, 
I don't trust that. So clean.email works cross-platform for everybody and it goes through and it will say, hey, this is from a newsletter. So we're gonna put it over here in this folder and this is junk mail. We're gonna automatically unsubscribe you and it helps keep your email inbox free from distraction. Hmm. So that's very valuable as well. Hmm. Neat. So yeah, use use distraction fighting tools and uh, don't don't become a tool of your tools. What are your thoughts on uh, gaming, uh, mobile games? Is that worth having on one's phone? <laughs> well, uh, can they be productive? That's a really that's a really great question. Um, J.I. Packer, a theologian, mm-hmm. very powerful theologian, wrote. Uh, uh, an article years ago about his love for detective novels and and in, and in there he, ta- he he talked about the fact that many people would would see this and think man what a waste of time you know you're this important theologian you're a teacher you know and you'd be you know wasting time on that what he said is that is that if we don't um give ourselves just a little bit of a mental breather every once in a while, especially if you are using your brain quite intensely, like theologians and professors and stay-at-home moms, work-at-home moms, and many people do, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you're using your brain intensely. If you don't give it a little bit of a breather every once in a while, it, it, uh, forget his phrase, you know, we'll go crazy or, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so I've seen in the past how um, something like a, a mobile game can be a effective way to, you know, blow off some steam to me- mentally. But there's a real problem there, though, right? Is that the games are fun mm-hmm. and they're literally addicting mm-hmm. and that... Oh, I'm just going to blow off some steam for 30 seconds becomes 30 minutes. Yeah. And maybe this is more applicable to younger people. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, I've heard enough people saying like, wow, my grandpa has just not stopped playing Angry Birds. Right. Um, You know, my grandma is, you know, hooked on Candy Crush Saga. Like I've heard those people say it. So it applies to all ages. These games like Candy Crush and Angry Birds and all of that, like, you know, and those are old ones now. I don't know. Um, you know, all the, all the the ones that are out today, um, they're addicting for all ages. It's not just a young person's thing. So that's where, for example, something like screen time becomes very helpful. Hmm. Is is that you can say, you know what, this game might be a valuable way for me to just mentally unwind, but I'm gonna lock it down to five minutes a day and once those five minutes are up they're up um that that that's one of the ways that we can kind of work with both for many people they might say why would like why would i need to play games right and so if, then you could just ignore this um but that's sort of how i'd mm-hmm. wrap that up what, what, what do you think does that make sense yeah I, I think that there's probably better use of one's time even reading a detective no- novels probably more um is a better way of, of trying to mentally 
unwind rather than looking at a game that's because in my experience if i start playing for five minutes and i have to turn it off i get annoyed whereas if it's a book i'm reading it's easier to put it down and you know you're going to be able to pick it back up again very good point so and that actually gets in again how we can use our phones and our, our devices instead of just being tools of them so so mm-hmm. for example if we've got five minutes why not use those five minutes to do something that's relaxing and beneficial mm-hmm. like reading right mm-hmm. so even reading a a novel maybe it's not a, a work of theology but even reading a novel is engaging parts of your brain in helpful ways as opposed to the ha- very habit forming dopamine addicting thing of flashing colors and sounds and all of that that comes out of a game so good point good point there's our four tools fantastic i was going to bring up some some corny so delicious uh what is it what is that game that candy crush candy crush um but most people other than my wife probably wouldn't get it so (laughs) (laughs) no it's great awesome thank you for uh for giving us a bunch of tools that we can look into and, and not only look into, but um, use. I'm looking forward to trying these out. And so again, one of the things that's important to keep in mind is that we haven't really fully talked about how to use these well. And that's mm-hmm. going to be coming up in the habits and the four habits is, is how to use these tools well. But even what we've shared today is enough to really get started with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and these using these tools because every single one of these tools is an alternative to, to, to your brain. Notes of just remembering stuff, uh, calendars, I need to be here at this time, and, and to-dos of this is what I need to do. Um, all of these tools are about, are about having an external brain, essentially. And, uh, and the benefits that we will reap as we use them are not just forgetting stuff, but it will, we're going to find vastly increased productivity and vastly lower levels of stress. Two questions. Are we going to get into prioritizing um, in our next session? Absolutely. Looking forward to that. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we have books in the library that are productivity books that we Not were yet. talking about last time? Not yet. But you know what I did? I wrote it down last time. Yes, you did. And it's on my list of things to do. Ah. So it's going to happen. Looking forward to it. Great, Chris. Awesome. Well, until next time. Yeah. Uh, when we get into talking about habits. Yes. Great.